this idea of faith is a force of mind, big M mind, a force, you know. Like gravity, in a sense. We, we feel the effects of gravity, or we can see effects of gravity, but we usually don't recognize gravity, per se. Yeah? So gravity basically can be uh, recognized by its effects, but most the greatest way is through absence of gravity. Then you would know what gravity was if it was lifted. You know, same thing with selfing. You would know that that was the obscuring factor when you had a lifting of it. So you would know the problem from the solution. So that's what occurs. So if you look at recovery and people sing the praises of one day at a time, one day at a time is just mirroring the real the problem, which is being obsessed in time. You know, you're displaced into yesterday and tomorrow. So when this idea of one day at a time is entertained, it brings what relief from the other norm, which was being totally displaced in, with thoughts in yesterday and tomorrow. So that's why one day at a time works. It's sort of it works because of the problem in a sense. So if you can reverse engineer and see the truth of what you hope was true when you first come into AA, by your own experience, you'll see that his diagnosis, their diagnosis of the dilemma is pretty close to what's happening. You know, it's like obsession with self and extreme self-centeredness. I believe you could go farther with this identification as a self, to me. That, to me, is really the root. But they were in the ballpark, yeah? And when... The closer you get to the exact nature of the wrongs, the, the, the reality of the wrongs are revealed and they're not real in a sense. You have a re- huge role in them. Yeah? That's what happens. When you don't know the exact nature of the wrong, they seem as real as real can be. Yeah? And maybe a lot of times we don't want to know the exact nature of the wrong because we think they're real enough. But when you actually go see them, you'll see they're not so. Just like with alcoholism, when you admit finally or... In my case, life admitted it to me, really. You know, a download pierced my little horizontal sphere of thinking and whatever, and went to the innermost, and then I had, there was a sober assessment in a nanosecond that I'm fucked, and then that was really the bedrock of all the other possibilities that came later. That had to be in place. Now, I couldn't produce it. The state couldn't produce it. My mother couldn't produce it. No human power could have produced it, or didn't produce it, at least to that point. And then it was produced by an event you know, that I had nothing to do with. I was the recipient of it. You know, I was just trying to stay loaded, and then something interrupted that, and that was the last drink I ever had to this day. Right, so, the power of mind, is, I think, is very unacknowledged here. And that we are, basically where we are, is actually has a lot to do with the power of mind. And the power of mind here manifests in uh, a prescribed way by what it is, what it's put in. So this is what Bill W. was talking about, and we agnostics. He's now spending a few pages talking about, hey, you know, maybe the possibility of a higher power could be pretty good because you're basically screwed because of reliance on you. Yeah, and so he's pushing them to a certain point of at least realizing that maybe a group of drunks would be a whole lot better as a representative of God than you are concerning this topic called alcoholism addiction. So he gets to this page and he goes, let me see, I think, yeah, it goes, 
He says, all right, that, let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood, and where we stood is like at the jumping off point or something, you know, you can't drink, nor you cannot not drink, you know, it's, you're in a pickle, so to speak, a very extreme pickle. So that's what he's implying. I don't want to go over the first five prior pages. This is the nugget to me. Yeah. So he goes, all right, without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a kind of faith? I don't think there is a kind of faith. There's just faith. He's just being nice by saying a kind of faith. There's just faith. Yeah? <laughs> There's an energy faith. That we, you, in other words, it can, like, as Jesus says, it can move mountains, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. He was singing the praise of faith. Yeah? And in a sense, probably if you hung out with him that day, he would have probably gone into more detail and said, well, it's where the faith is put in that will produce the results. Yeah? Because we're putting faith in the mental state and we're building mountains out of molehills, which he said. We're moving mountains out of an, an, an illusory terrain and making it part of our mental landscape all freaking day. We're, we're, we're bringing in Mount, Mount Everest like a lot of times during the day or earth-shattering events or this is not whatever it is. We're bringing, we're cooking up and conjuring up a lot of mojo and a lot of juice really out of nothing in a lot of ways. That's faith. That's the power of faith. So he's saying, you know, without knowing it, have we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? I would say, I would have actually changed the sentence and faith in a certain thing, which is the thought system. Because most alcoholics have been following their thought system religiously down into the pits of hell. And they get to be right and special, but they're alone and fucking broken and like that. And they're constantly getting their news from K Paul, you know? K Steve, K this, K that. It's all, we're all under the one franchise of Unclear Channel, and each channel has their own little name. So it's the flagship K Paul, which is just like every other K, but it's called Paul. <laughs> And then that one interested audience named, thinking it's named Paul is constantly listening to that thought system could get, give a shit about K-Steve or K-Mary, but he's, he's a full, full bona fide faithful devotee of that. And it's produced results. Yeah? Anxiety where there is no apparent threat. You know? Contraction constantly when a lot of times life's offering you to open up, you know. You get home, the chilled out, you got a fire, no police are outside, you can unplug your phone or turn it off and maybe lay down and just relax, but sitting there as if, you know, your head's cooking a mile a minute. What's provoking that and what's giving it so much power is the faith in the thought, not the thought. The thought is just the conveyance. It's sort of like a vehicle. You can't blame the Toyota for bringing the, the robbers to the bank. Yeah. You can't. It's not truly an accessory. It's an accessory, but it's mechanical in a sense. It didn't choose to go along. Its job is to, con is to convey or transport. Well, thoughts to me transport meaning, you know. They convey meaning. That's what they do. Because that's the subjective experience. We all have the same thoughts in English, if you're brought up here, but the, the, the effect varies unbelievably 
because of the subjectiveness of it, which is there's something that gives meaning to that thought, yeah? And it's probably not going to give a consistent meaning to the thought. Maybe like to tree will be consistent, but thinking it's doing well maybe may have one feeling and then 20 minutes later have a different feeling. Yeah, so it's very, it's like a car that's been used for thousands of different things, bringing you to hell, you know, blah, 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 blah. you can't fucking throw the, you know, the car doesn't have to go to the garage of hell, it's, not, it's, just, a, it's just a thought, but the faith in the thought, that's the situation, and he's saying this here. This is, I've never heard anyone address this in recovery. I think it's a really important statement because what, what does AA really do? It shows you a greater power than self and some of that greater power you'll find is, is working and available right where you're sitting. That you've actually been the greater power churning out all this anxiety and shit because of a force called faith and the faith was in the wrong vehicle. What would happen if it would shift? And that's what AA says. I mean, I don't know how clearer you can get where he says, why are you, you know, ask yourself, why are you in so much fear today? He could have said, ask yourself, why are you in so much fear every day? It's the same answer. Yeah? And he doesn't let us answer it, or this book would have been like five volumes of fucking stories why I think I'm afraid. <laughs> it says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Bingo. He just saved you a lot of time going through the machinations and the ever-growing jungle of the mental state. He just took you right to the exact nature of the wrong. It isn't fear. Fear is an effect of reliance on self. What would reliance on self be? Faith in self, wouldn't it? I don't see how else it could be. When you're relying on a thought, it's not like sitting on it. It's not like a chair, you know, or it's not like, you know, a car. Yeah? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very subtle thing that is almost can't even be seen. So the only way we could rely on it in a way was having faith in it, allowing the thoughts to determine my view. Yeah? or reinforce the view that's already in place, which is self-centeredness. And if the... without changing the whole line of activity, if the faith could just be removed out of it, you would travel lighter with the same train of thought that you had a minute ago that drove you crazy. If the faith that you had in it the minute before that allowed it to drive you crazy was removed or placed in something other, some up somewhere else, then that same line of thought wouldn't have the sway it had a minute ago. So it can't be the same line of it can't be the line of thought because you just had the same line of thought like in like a four second period. One threw you into a tizzy, the other was seen as not being so. What's it all dependent on? You and me. We have faith in the thoughts, and we have such a faith in the thoughts, we call them ours. And as soon as you own thoughts, they can have the ability to own you. That's what happens. When you were young, you weren't owned by thoughts, and therefore they didn't own you. And then you hit a certain point where the thoughts started to have a lot more sway. Yeah? Then you started to believe the thoughts, have faith in the thoughts, and then they started to work whatever wonders they work, which weren't that wonderful, like a, a discomfort in one's own skin and irritability restless. You did not have an irritability restlessness and discontent when you were a young, young kid, usually, in your own skin. 
We grew into that state, yeah? Something had to facilitate it. It wasn't a natural growth. Something facilitated that state being grown into. I would say it's this force of mind, faith, and it was put into the wrong freaking thing, the wrong vehicle. Now we want to blame the thoughts or the feelings, but they're not, they're not the culprit. The culprit is a power that has an incredible power to it, has been lent to a machination that has an agenda, self-centeredness. And that self-centered agenda is to imply, infer, presuppose with all its activities that there's a non-existent thing called you that's the center of the fucking world. Sounds like it to me as it goes on. It goes, all right. For did we not believe in our own reasoning, thinking, let's say, yeah? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? This is why he's saying that's what brought us to this point to, to, to where we stand right now and right now. Didn't we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Hallelujah, Bill W. I love being verified from 1935. <laughs> As I whistle in the wilderness. <laughs> yes, yes, we have been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason, or let's say the God of thought. This idea of reason is the same thing, going over things, and you know, this is... So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. And does that mean it stopped at this certain point? Or could you let your mind just run with that statement? Does it mean that it's involved all the time? <laughs> Not all, all the time in 1935, but all the time? I mean, why would you want to historically contain this possibility. Let it go free range. <laughs> so, to, in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. Exactly. Now, tonight, today, tomorrow. A lot of faith, through habit, through ignorance, let's say through momentum from old habits, is put into the thought system. There are a lot of thoughts that you believe and have faith about you and about them and about the world and about this and about your future and about your past. It's what's giving all of the pictures that the mental state is conjuring up. Depth and color is faith. Yeah. That's why something can seem so real and then noticed to be, and then is easily, obviously noticed to be illusory with just a change of mind. There isn't like a huge production company has to change, it has to bleach out all the color on the set. The set is here. And then project it out here. We're it. Director, producer, star. Yeah. And if your little soap opera is, is has one audience and only one fucking product it's selling to the audience which is a you and then as soon as the audience falls in love with that character that a you becomes you 
now the audience is in the movie, it's the advert, it's the product, da 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 How's it working for you? To me, it's a little bit confining. It's claustrophobic. It's sort of like that example of the, where like marathon runners stuck in a closet, you know? We have to say no to this inherent nature of bigness and this and that to fit into where we believe we're in, which we have faith in. We never even try the door. We have faith that it's the only thing that's here. It's the old story about the, you know, the beggar at the, at the gate of a, a town and He's been begging for 20 years there, and people, he asks people as they're walking in, money, and then an awakened one comes by, and the guy's begging from him, and he says, bro, you got a diamond in your pocket, man, this whole fucking time, and then he just keeps on moving. Now, the guy's got too much pride to look at it then, so he wastes his end of the day, and when he gets into his little alley in his little cardboard box, he finally puts his hand in, because he had faith he was a beggar. He never even questioned the fact that he was a beggar, he just believed it so convincingly he never even put his hand in his pocket he puts it in the pocket and there's the diamond he was rich the whole time the same thing with the prodigal son story of Jesus the guy believes has faith that he's really fucked up yeah and he's you know after he left his father and he's the one he, he, set, he caused this separation and then he's been Brothling and drinking and rolling around with pigs and he ends up in a pigsty, but he's, he's so fucking right that he's so wrong, he won't allow anything else to happen until it fucking just collapses in on him and he just says, he just surrenders and there is his father right there putting a new robe on him and a ring and says, hey, we're having a big feast, let's go. He didn't have to work out of that sty, he just had to fucking realize you know, he stopped having to have, he had to stop having faith in the thought system that had convicted him for his actions and, and could not possibly entertain he would ever be forgiven, not by his father, but more by himself. And then and hence his father. As soon as he just gave up the system or the faith just, just left, then he was open to a possibility. And then Bamo, he's, everything's fucking fine and dandy. No, I hear things like this, and my head goes off. I just—it doesn't like I. Oh, that's really nice. That's very cute. It's a very cute story, you know, the prodigal son. As if you're not a prodigal son and daughter. As if we're exempt from that. That that's not. There's no. That's not available to us now. Somehow we're so special. These things that have been. They've lasted for eons, thousands of years. You know, usually shopping lists from 300 AD aren't still around. They, certain things are le- seem to have value, and they bring out a lot of value for, for, for certain people who have eyes and ears to see and hear. That little statement will bring out a lot and will explain a whole lot in a very little bit of time. And your mind will expand on it and just boom, 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 just like the idea of, you know, God can do for you what you can't do for yourself. If you've had one example of that, why not expand the circle of what you can't do for yourself? Why throw more in? These things are working. Why do I want to 
that furniture shit? Yeah. My future? Yeah, it's going in. I found something to work. Why would I? Oh, it's, it's worked. It's wonderful. And then just observe that work, but not participate, you know what I mean? Not participate in it working. So, oh, it's great to know it works while the other fucking shits work. No. It's, let it, you know, allow it to expand the possibility. Let your mind unfurl like a flag. Yeah. Why have it just because everyone else may be at half mast or all duffled up? The winds blow and let it out. I want to share this with Zen, so we'll go over it again. This is AA day. So Zen, Mark. There's a. I know you, you're very familiar with this because you pour over this text every day. But there is a chapter called "We Agnostic." I sleep with it under my mattress. <coughs> All right, I know. So I want you to change tonight. I want you to move to page 53 and 54. So have it open and put your nose right in it and and turn your head and then sleep on it. So hopefully it absorbs in there. Okay. So you know, we agnostics. He's trying to as well and nicely as he can tell you that, you know, what you've been involved in is a failed system. That's why you're at the situation you are. And maybe you should give up this idea about God or no God. And maybe if you have trouble with the word God, how about group of drums? But somehow you need to take some other advice than your own, basically. Yeah. So here he goes. He's, this, to me, is really cool. So he says... All right, let us think a little more closely. Now, he's been going on for pages. I don't want to go in there. And he says, Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? Now, he's talking about where we stood, meaning we're at that jumping-off point. You know, we can't drink, but we cannot, cannot not drink. You know, things were in that big pickle, that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. So he says, without knowing it, have we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? For did not we did did not we not believe in our own reasoning? Yeah? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful already abjectly faithful to the God of reason, so in one way or another we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. And we're just sharing now, let's not exclude that time with the statement all the time, and let's not exclude this time from that statement. So faith has brought us to where we are right now. And the whole point of, to me, the activity of disease of, of alcoholism is it's to drive to control and manage, which is directed and facilitated and reinforced by the thought system. So the faith in the thought system is what produces the level of anxiety people are in. Because how could there be different levels of anxiety if it's coming if it's based out of what's not happening? You know what I mean? It's gotta be based on you. Because your condition is changing. The condition of what's not happening isn't going through any changes. It's ultimately not happening. Yeah, so any kind of degrees and amplification or de-amplification isn't based on what's not happening. It's based on what's not happening is happening too, which is us. And what's the dynamic in bringing about the effects of what's not happening? Isn't it faith? 
Isn't it faith in the thoughts that are about yesterday and tomorrow? Because nothing else in the body is, is, is declaring the reality of yesterday and tomorrow. My elbow isn't thinking about past elbowing a week ago or worried about future elbowing. It's not the case. The mental state is what is concerned with past and future. And it's the act of faith that's producing the ability for someone to override the relaxed nature of this moment and then contract and flip out by reacting to what's not happening. And it's not what's not happening that's producing it. It's faith in the thoughts about what's not happening. So this activity, which he's saying is happening all the time, is happening right at this all the time. There's no exemption of all the time. And if there's any time that we seem to be in, that's all the time. <laughs> so I love this because I've never heard anyone speak about it. I'm hearing people talking about faith all day. Oh, I have faith. You have, we're the example of faith every second of every day. You know, it's producing mountains out of molehills. Like Jesus said, a side, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed can do fucking anything. Look at what we do all day. We're bringing, we're bringing shit up. We're bringing shit up to the ability to affect us that's out, coming from exactly, completely something that's not happening. To me, it's a miracle every second. Every time someone cooks up an earth-shattering event let's say at 11 o'clock on Thursday morning, and then another one Friday, and that's a miracle. What other than faith is producing that effect? It's because it's not, it's, it's, it's a faith directed, yeah? And we're not directing our faith that way, so we don't suffer from the same calamity that person's, uh, person's suffering from. So I believe, in a sense, see, I have faith, when I hear these things, it triggers, I know that. I know how my troubles and woes were cooked up. I was there, I was in the kitchen all those years. I was in the kitchen thinking I was getting Campbell's soup when this fucking thing was working its little wonders, putting this and this and this in, and then I get stuck with the soup in this. It's time to wake up. See the power that we're demonstrating every second of the day and, set, and give up this idea of how powerless we are. And it's not, faith is not to be wielded. That's the self-centeredness. That, see, the faith of self-centeredness, it's weird because selfing will always claim everything, but when it comes to using faith, it won't claim it. See, you won't even know your role in things. Yet it wants to write itself as the main role in everything else, but when it comes to what's really going on, it wants to exempt you. It doesn't want you to have any, any sense that you are faith. That you are that which is being put into this to produce a, a certain effect. It does not want to put any name to that because then you would realize something. It'll put your name into this and this and this all freaking day. But if you hear it, doesn't it ring true? And if it rings true once, you've seen a principle. If you saw that, wow, the faith in the thoughts about that situation became the dominant influence of the situation. If you see that once, 
let it expand and you'll see it in almost every event that's ever been so. You'll see your role in things, not your role as Paul. This is an afterthought. This is like a, this is like a, it's an afterthought. What we are is the dynamic of living. What we are is all that. Yeah? Like they say in some Buddhist circles that the essence of mind is emptiness. It's nature's reflect, and then its manifestation is energy. And we are that energy. Yeah? And one of the main energies, I would say, is faith. Yeah? And it's that faith, whatever that force is, it's going to manifest here by the vehicle it's put in. If you put it into the vehicle of the thought system, you're going to produce anxiety out of fucking nothing. You are going to be inherently, not truly, but seemingly displaced. Your feeling of right now will be based, predicated on yesterday and tomorrow. This here that you think you're in won't be here at all. It's chock full of there and then. You'll be under an avalanche, an avalanche, a min, a multi, just tons of mental minutia going on, like just clothing you and, and acting like fake skins all day. But what happens if you lose faith in that which had the faith? If you lose faith in the thought system, the faith will go somewhere else. And that's what AA says. It says, hey... Why are you in fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance failed you? Well, listen, perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something or having faith in something that's infinite in rather than your finite self. It doesn't say rather in you. It says rather in your finite self. Yeah. That's it. It's like being on an operating table. Once you, these things dawn on you, it has very little to do with effort and thought. It has to do with, instead of you changing, you'll sense you're being changed. Yeah? Instead of you leading, you, you'll sense you're being led. Instead of you directing, you'll, you'll sense you're being directed. Instead of you meditating, you'll sense meditated. You're meditated. You'll feel a presence an omniscient, omnipotent, at all times presence, you'll, be, you'll become quite aware of it. You'll be aware of that. Yeah? It's not of that, it's you. You'll become aware of presence. It's a name we give it. But there's, there is a sense, and it's quite contrary and quite different than the sense that the mental state produces. I'm jazzed up, you know. That's why I'm riffing it, because I said it at this meeting. I thought, at least, you know, Jesus, hallelujah. What great news. It was like the next person, oh, my house. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, I can't believe it. Am I that wrong? Really, am I that off? Like sometimes I really, I just, it just resonates like nothing else does. But... <laughs> <laughs> have you heard this at a meeting? Yes. You have. But did someone go off on this one little point or they just read right through it? You know why. Have you? All the years? 
That was just one. I should read all. I should read the whole book again. I think I'm going to have to, man. That was just one chapter. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to. The hidden, the hidden book on AA. <laughs> Some hidden, hidden uh, passages of AA. Bring it up. Like I always like the one with uh, "Quit Playing God." Because you know AA is a linear process, and it says first quit playing God, next in this drama of life, God's the director, you're his children. Yeah. So it's like the horse is quit playing God, and then it's the cart that's going to now be our vehicle to travel in a different way through the archway of freedom. But first. Yeah, is quit playing God. Very rarely, it's very under-addressed. Because what is it that's what? What is playing God? What does it look like? you got to get a tactile sense of it. You can't just say something and go, playing God, without having a... You have to capture it. You have to capture it with a, with a detailed sense. Like, all right, playing God is the faith put into the thoughts pontificating how the day's going to be before you get up. That's playing God. Saying, waking up and knowing what I am, what I was, what I'll be, and what you were going to be, and what you were. And thinking for sure that I know what the cards at 4 p.m. are going to be like at 8 a.m. When this is a very, very contemporary game, you're only getting the cards of life at the time they're dealt. Like at 8 a.m., you get the 8 a.m. cards. You do not get the 4 p.m. cards at 8 a.m. But that's playing God, isn't it? Quit playing God. But then if you try to quit playing God, that could be God, the playing God concerning quit playing God. <laughs> quit playing God isn't an action that you do. It's seeing something. See, awareness is not an action. Awareness is a nature. The nature of awareness is awareness. When awareness is going on, there's no doing of awareness. When we, we, there's a body, and then you run, there's the doing of that, because you're not always running. Yeah? You can stop running and then reach. So that way, it makes more sense, oh, I'm doing that. Yeah? Because you're like, you know, there's, there's a house painter, we used to have a tool called a five-in-one. So it had one tool, but it did five different things. Well, the body is sort of like that. We can run, we can reach, we can this, we can that. But awareness is aware. It's being. Being is being. It's not doing being. So when you go, the quit playing God is based on seeing the act of playing God and recognizing it's not you. There's no doing it at all. There's just seeing. And when seeing is seeing, it's not an action. You see? It's its nature. Seeing's nature is seen. When that's occurring, there's no doing, because it's never not seen. Awareness is never not aware. So it's not a doing, it's its being. And that's what happens. Quit playing God sounds like you, as something that you're not, is going to do something, and that's part of the trap of self-centeredness. But it's the seeing that's noticing and the seeing ain't doing seeing. It sees that which has been done, which is the playing God of the mental state. And therefore, then you can wake up from that playing God. Then there can be the quitting of playing God. 
Because now God has shown up, in a sense, which is the scene. You see the difference? Awareness couldn't do awareness, because all it is is awareness. A body can do seemingly, the story makes at least a little more sense, do running because it's not always running. You see, if it was always running, it would be be running. Yeah? We're trying to do ourselves into being. That's why it doesn't work. We want to do and have ourselves into being. You can't do that. Because being's not exhibiting any of that. Does seeing exhibit any thought or effort? While you're, when that, that which is looking from us right now, does it effort at all, ever? Maybe the eye hurts, maybe what it's moving through, but that which is moving through, has it exhibited any efforting ever in your life? When I woke up this morning, <laughs> I mean, if you think this place is real, it just built the whole world in a nanosecond. And there was not one drop of sweat coming off of scene. So, how could we believe that thought and efforting would lead us to that which shows no thought or effort? How could we believe that we can do and have ourselves in an inherent state that's already complete? Then if, this, if the recognition that you're a body is so strong, then the, the evidence of awareness will be seen as something you're doing. And then you'll stop believing you can work on your awareness. All you can work on is the removal of what's blocking you off from the awareness. You can't work on the awareness. You're not going to become more aware by working on awareness. You're going to become more aware by realizing what's keeping you unaware of the awareness. If you start trying to work becoming more aware, you're, you're demonstrating an unawareness of awareness right there. Because you're attempting to do something about something that's not doing anything. It just is. Yeah. That's the nature of it. That's why it's relaxed and open, like a huge aperture on a monstrously sized camera. Taking in, not because of any efforting, taking in a huge, huge, wide scope of everything, because that's its ability, inherently. So, there you have it. For me, all these talks, all they do is trigger a possibility that I know damn sure is so. And I'm not going to go fucking around to have it triggered. I'll just do it myself. And I won't do it. I'll do it through this fucking self. Put it to use finally. <laughs> Give it a purpose. It's not happy about the purpose. It isn't. I'd much rather have 80, 800 people here and giving them directions and orders and steps. It's so much easier. Because just to keep offering nothing... It's not a great consumer plan. Because look at like Starbucks. Starbucks has taken one product and made 800 products out of it. Coffee. This is what the mental state does here. It's just fucking a bean. One bean. And they just add tons of shit. Vanilla, hazelnut, cream. It's still fucking coffee. And not too good coffee to begin with. 
This is not even a one bean, it's nothing. And you can't make anything out of it. You can't sell freaking like special cups to receive it. It's, it's just it's so beyond the commerce of life. Yeah. It may not look as like it has any value, and that's what makes it so valuable. Yeah. Allow that to have a say at your little table. Bring yourself. Allow what you are into where you are, are seemingly appearing to be. Let it in. It's always everywhere. Let it allow. Let it show some indications of its presence through you. Just get out of the way. Stay on the operating table. Don't get up and don't play doctor. And let it. Let the change continue. Like I've watched you guys for, since. My friend here came in. It's great to see. Yeah. Why would what would put any end to that? No, nothing. All that would stop it from continuing is your belief or faith in that. Oh no, I did something to fuck it up. 